Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Nice cock! Nice cock! I'm Charlie Alamo. You might have heard me on such daily podcasts as maybe Tuttles. Maybe you never heard me. Maybe you've never seen me. Thank God that you haven't. All I'm here to do right now is basically shill out. Check out Tuttle.net, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. The man is the one-stop shop for content. I mean, shit, he gave me a fucking opportunity to do shit, and who the fuck am I? So, thank God for Tuttle. God bless him. Check out the sponsors. Check out everything. Just go to Tuttle.net. It's T-U-D-D-L-E.net. The motherfucker was on every sort of social media before anybody else. So he's like social media cockroach. Everything's at Tuttle. T-U-D-D-L-E. And if you're not following any of those things, I don't know why not. Because literally, if you're checking this out and you're not following him, the fuck are you doing, man? Get your shit together. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great Monday so far. I know it sucks getting up early in the morning, I especially working in radio. As early as you got to get up, you spend your whole weekend, you get to stay up late, you sleep in, and it screws up your entire sleep schedule. It sucks that first day. As long as you can get your feet on the floor Monday morning at like 3 a.m. to get ready for the radio show, you're going to be fine. It sucks. Now, Tuesday is a lot easier. Wednesday, it gets a little tougher. Thursday, oh my God. And I'm not trying to make a joke, but the morning I tried to harm myself before I went into the radio show, that was a Thursday because it sucks getting up on that Thursday because you know you still have one more day. On top of my mental issues, it was just like a bad mixture of everything. My alcoholism, my drug abuse, my psychotropic drugs, having to get up on a Thursday because that wears on you. A lot of these radio guys want to tell you you get used to it but you don't you really don't get used to it it is unnatural to get up that early in the morning no matter how early you go to bed and i feel bad you know who i feel bad for is the tv news anchors or the reporters because when you work in radio you can just get up in the morning roll out of bed if you don't even feel like showering that morning you can wear exactly what you were sleeping in Don't even have to wash your face or brush your teeth. You can just roll right up into the studio because nobody sees you. Now, with all the technology and the change in times, you kind of have to because now every single radio show is streaming video of their broadcast. I know Bubba does it on Twitch. I think the Billy Madison show does it on Facebook. The whole crew at 1025 in Tampa, they got Bone TV. But guess what? The thing about radio people, we're scumbags. A lot of us don't give a fuck what we look like, and we will roll right up in there like a meth head bum wearing Crocs, no socks. I kind of rhyme there. 
But what I'm saying is radio people just don't care. They go in there. But the TV people, the TV broadcasters, they have an image to uphold. Now, I didn't do this on purpose. I don't know if it's that muscle memory that I talk about all the time. But I got that natural segue right in. And I am horrible at segues. But speaking of TV news broadcasters, coming up on Wednesday, I'm going to have a chance to talk to the one and only, one of the most popular Orlando or Central Florida broadcasters this past decade. The one and only Sonny Abada is going to be on the show. And I talked about this. I don't get nervous about doing interviews. I don't get embarrassed going out and talking to people. I don't care how famous they are. I just don't see that. I look at them as normal people. But I'm actually really kind of nervous about this one. I haven't done this much show prep for an interview in a long time. I don't know if you guys know this. Bubba writes a lot of his own questions, but pretty much while I'm there, I wrote and helped him out behind the scenes doing research and coming up with great questions to be able to ask guests when they're on the phone or in the studio. I think he asked me last minute because one of the other producers were out that day to write questions. You know what? I remember exactly who it was. He was interviewing Dan Aykroyd because he was promoting his Crystal Skull Vodka. And Bubba asked me to write questions for him. And I think it was a great interview. I think Dan Aykroyd actually opened up a lot and Bubba was impressed by the questions that I had submitted. And then from that point forward, I pretty much helped him out on all future interviews. Now, I will admit some of my questions fell flat, but for the most part, like a baseball player, I was batting somewhere around 320, maybe 330, which I know is not great averages. But in baseball, that shit will get you right in the Hall of Fame. So I wrote a lot of those. So I've been prepping a lot. I will tell you, I have way too many questions at this moment for Sunny Abada. Go to our website, SunnyAbada.com. That's S-O-N-N-I, Abada, A-B-A-T-T-A. Now, if you are a mom, this is a blog that you're going to want to check out because Sunny, in her prime, walked away from broadcasting. She was one of the most popular broadcasters here in Orlando, and she walked away from it because her kids were the most important things in her life. And she does this blog. She does a lot of reviews for stuff that moms are interested in, like makeup, health-wise, working out, fashion, your children. And it's something you need to check out. Go to SunnyAbada.com. I'm going to be talking to her on Wednesday. I just need to trim the fat on some of these questions because I'm writing everything down. And then I just want to go back and cut the bad questions out. But I want this to go well. I want this interview to impress her because I'm trying to network. I'm trying to make connections with as many local celebrities that I can because Sonny Abada is definitely an A-list celebrity in Orlando. If you've been listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast the last couple of months, but I met maybe one of the most important people that has been able to help me out in my life with this new endeavor, as well as meet a really good person that has become a really good friend. 
Vulture. Now I know you guys are like, oh, Tuttle, what are you, are you becoming a morning zoo nut hug guy because you're giving people just random goofy names? No, I call him Vulture because he has a really good job and he can't put his name out there because he needs to protect what he does for a living. He has to protect his family. The guy is one of the biggest Bubba Army people that I've ever met. The guy's been listening to Bubba the Love Sponge Show because he grew up in Tampa, and that's how I met him. I don't open up a lot of times to listeners, especially in the Bubba Army, because they're a little tough. But Bubba also has a lot of trolls, so you don't know if somebody is in there trying to be a sleeper troll, trying to befriend you and get into your personal life. But Vulture, he kept it up. He kept reaching out, trying to help me. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm glad I did. It's one of the best things that I've done in a really, really long time. But last weekend, he came to the Hobo Fish Camp. And this is the first time that I've met him in person because he's been helping me out with my podcast for about two and a half, three months now as my producer. And he's taken so much stress out of my life where all I have to do is concentrate on the content, on the product that I'm putting out on a daily basis. And I've been able to tell a difference in the quality of shows that I've been putting out since he became my producer. And my dad, my dad is an amazing judge of character. And my dad absolutely loved Vulture. My mom as well. Vulture is very respectful. He came when he met, was wearing a mask. Dude, hand sanitized every time before he came in the house. But we mostly stayed outside. And my dad, my dad who does not get out of the house very much, actually came out on the golf cart and fished with this for a couple hours. And he had a blast. But my dad's brother, my uncle, my uncle Harold, who was the mayor of Richmond Hill, which is just south of Savannah, Georgia. After his second term ended as the mayor of Richmond Hill, he moved back to Florida because my dad and his brothers, all the Fowler family, lived in the Gainesville area. But my uncle moved down here. He lives in the Palm Coast area, which is about 45 minutes to an hour from where the Hobo Fish Camp is. Now, my dad has not been able to see his brothers as much as he wants. My dad has two other brothers, had one other brother. My uncle Rick just recently passed away. He was a Vietnam vet. He ended up getting sick later on in his life. And I think that's made my dad want to be more in my uncle Harold's life. So my Uncle Harold lives up there, but my new friend Vulture and producer just recently moved back to North Florida. I have never met his family, so I went up, but I took my dad and dropped him off at his brother's house. And we're going to start doing this a couple of times a month because there's no reason that my dad can't see his brother. My dad really does not drive anymore, but I will go up there 
just to drop him off. I did visit with my Uncle Harold and his wife, Teresa. I love Teresa. She just recently retired from the FBI. Yeah, I don't mess around over there because she could definitely do a background check on me anytime she wanted. So I dropped off my dad. He hung out with his brother for a couple hours, which was great. But then I dropped my dad off and I drove a little bit further north to meet Vulture and his family because I've not met his family. He's got a couple of kids, his wife. But I got to tell you, I I so wanted to interview his in-laws because they immigrated from Poland. And I'm just always so interested about other cultures, but I don't want to offend anybody. I really want to learn more about their culture because when I got there, they fed me. I think it was some smoked salmon, some pierogies, this chopped salad. I don't know if the Polish are big on fish, but I love it because I love fish. I'm trying to eat healthy and unless the fish is fried, fish is healthy as fuck. So I got to meet his family. We got a lot done. My sound and quality of my content is going to be so much better with what we've done. Vulture got me a new Wi-Fi hotspot because I want my internet connection to be so much better because I really do care about the quality and sound of the video and audio that I put out on my social media because it would be lazy and disrespectful to you guys as my supporters that download and share and spread the word about the Tuttle Daily Podcast because I want it to be the best that it can be because you guys have gone way beyond anything that I have ever expected from you guys as supporters. It blows me away how much you guys retweet and share everything that I put out on my social media to help promote this content that I'm putting out. And I'll never be able to thank you guys enough. So after my productive meeting with Vulture, my producer, I drove back south, ended up picking up my dad. Now, I mentioned earlier how my Uncle Rick passed away and he had gotten a lot of pictures from my grandmother on my dad's side. Now, a lot of these pictures, my grandmother had separated between the three brothers. One being a pile with Rick, one being a pile with my Uncle Harold, another pile with my dad, Wayne. Now, after my Uncle Rick passed away, those pictures came back to my Uncle Harold and my Uncle Harold gave all the pictures that involved my dad today to him. Now, there's a lot of great pictures I've never seen before of my dad and my mom and pictures of me and my dad. And I gotta tell you, holy crap, my dad was a badass and I've got to share some of these pictures but I had to give my dad a little bit of advice and my mom is not a jealous person but my dad was married before he met my mom. Matter of fact, I think he was still married when he met my mom up in Brunswick, Georgia. They kind of, uh, let's say they hooked up. I think everybody's done it. They ended up getting divorced. My mom actually was married at the time as well, too. So they were both married before they had me, and then they ended up getting divorces. Then they ended up getting married again, and then they had me. But in these pile of pictures that my grandmother had kept, were pictures of my dad and his first wife together. Now, I'm just looking out for my pops. 
But I also didn't want to hide those pictures because those pictures are memories. Now, if he was younger, like say my mom and dad were in their 30s, late 30s, early 40s, those pictures might be a problem. I mean, my parents are in their 70s and I really don't think they give a fuck about those pictures because it's it's in the past. They've had a successful marriage. Uh, they didn't have a successful kid. Kind of messed up on that one. I know I'm a disappointment, but they still had a great marriage. They still have a great marriage. But I didn't want those pictures to be in there because I'm trying to look out for my pops. I still have the pictures. I have not brought the pictures in. And I could use your help. I really, really could use your help. If you could email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds. T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com because I want to get your advice. Do I take those pictures of my dad and his first wife out of the pile before I give it to my mom? Or is it not a big deal? Because I want to know. I don't want to cause a problem. I'm just getting my shit together. And I'm just exaggerating right now. But the last thing I need in my life is my mom and dad getting a divorce in their mid-70s over a picture from 40 years ago. I got to tell you, my dad, he's a man. He was able to pull two hot chicks in their primes, and he definitely has a thing for redheads. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash pedal on the radio. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. If you listened to yesterday's show, you know I went over to my good friend, Jana Shelfer's house. You know her as Jana Banana from the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. We've been working together, kind of, it's like three of us, myself, Jana Shelfer, Jana Banana, and Naomi Bradshaw. And I've had both of these fantastic women, strong women, funny women, entertaining and compelling as frequent guests on the Total Daily Podcast. And we're trying to help each other out, trying to build an audience because that's how you got to do it. I've learned how to work. I've learned how to hustle and grind. And that's why I do as many podcasts as I can. I don't care how small they are, because if I pick up one supporter, it was well worth it because that one supporter has the potential to tell two of their friends. And that two turns into four, that four turns into eight, and that eight turns into 16 and so on and so on. And that's how you got to do it, because this time around, this is the first time any of my online content that I'm putting out, I don't have a terrestrial radio show to promote it. So you got to get creative. I'm trying to be friends. I'm trying to start a network with all these people that are content creators, content providers, and we might as well all work together and help promote each other and have each other as reoccurring guests on our content to cross promote because a lot of these amateur podcasters haven't worked as a professional broadcaster and they don't know how the whole business works, how you want to promote each other's 
shows, like for example, on Real Radio 104.1, each show would run promos for the other shows, the other day parts at that station. Because a lot of these podcasters, they got big egos. And they look at all the other content creators as enemies, as a competition. And that's not how you want to look at it. You want to look at the ones that are doing big things and try to get on board and help each other out. And the two main ones that I'm working with right now is Naomi Bradshaw. Check out her website, tracingtrauma.com. If you've dealt with any trauma in your life, no matter what, if your trauma is in the past, this is a blog and a website you're going to want to check out because Naomi is helping a lot of people out. And she's the type of person, if you tweet at her or you message her on Facebook or send her a comment, she's going to take the time and she's going to put in the effort to try to help you as best as she can. Jana, I've always seen Jana as one of the most positive people. I never saw her in a bad mood. And we lost touch. We lost touch when I went to Tampa. She ended up leaving Real Radio. And I recently got back in touch with her. And come to find out, just like me, she went through a dark period as well, battling depression. But now she's trying to help people. She's trying to get out there. She's doing motivational speaking. She's doing self-help videos. She's just trying to brighten up everybody's day. And you can find her. Just search Jana, J-A-N-A, Shelfer, S-H-E-L-F-E-R. She's on YouTube, Twitter. She's on Facebook, TikTok, everywhere. Just search or Google Jana Shelfer. But last Friday, I went over there and we recorded a couple of different things and come to find out right before I was about to leave, she starts playing the piano and I had no idea. I knew that Jana could sing. I also knew that Jana learned how to play the harmonica. But Jana also took lessons from Burt Wilson. Bubba Whoopass Wilson from the Monsters in the Morning at Real Radio gave her lessons. And I got to tell you, Jana is super talented. It actually makes me sick and kind of jealous on how talented Jana is, on how many different things and how much knowledge she has. But I ended up filming her and you can check out this video on my Twitter, my Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Just search Tuttle, Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E. As an outside observer, I have no business being on TV, especially because of my looks. They're getting better. I'm taking care of myself more. I'm getting in shape. This is the best I've ever looked. But when it comes to my voice, there's no reason why I should be on the radio. The only thing that I can say about my voice, because it's not that stereotypical radio voice, that deep, dark radio voice that sounds like Darth Vader, that puker. I'm not that. But I will debate anybody when it comes to Central Florida radio. I by far have the most recognizable voice in radio because nobody has a voice like myself. Do you know how many times I know I'm on the radio so people really shouldn't know what I look like? Back in the day, that was the case. But now with the internet, every person in broadcasting has social media. It is so important. It's actually kind of sad how 
important social media has become in broadcasting because program directors look at that stuff. They look at what type of engagements you're getting online because not only do you have to be good on the air, you have to be polarizing. You have to get a lot of engagements on social media because that means something to them. But people recognize me from my voice. I go to the store if I'm ordering something or I go to a fast food place. You know how many times my voice, my voice alone, I've been recognized. Hey, what do you do for a living? And as soon as somebody asked me that, now there's been some times that it's backfired on me, but for the most part, I know where they're going with it. And I tell them I work in radio and they're like, do you work at real radio? Do you work with Bubba the Love Sponge? And there's so many times that's happened, but it's because my voice is annoying as fuck. See, this is why people dislike me because I know my voice is bad and I oversell the work. I get more nasally when I'm singing because I know I'm embarrassed of how my voice sounds. So I go over the top with it and make it seem like it's a joke. So people don't think that that's my actual voice. And maybe for some reason, they'll think that I'm just playing a character. The U.S. government needs to get in touch with me because, you know, all that gay stuff and all the waterboarding they did down in Guantanamo Bay. I don't think you can get in trouble for playing them my voice. Just hire me. I just want people to hear my voice. And if you guys would like to hire me to do a morning show at Guantanamo Bay, it really wouldn't be torture because you could play it off like, hey, we're trying to give these terrorists, we're trying to give them entertainment and you just let me do a four hour talk show and just let them listen to my voice and I swear to God if you hire me for Guantanamo Bay morning show I will make my shit even more annoying than it actually is right now if that's even possible is that a PT cruiser down by the lake oh no wait it's the Tuttle podcast studio Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let StitchYouUp help you with your logo design. Visit StitchYouUp.com. Or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast, last segment of the day. And I just want to apologize up front. I've been trying to stay away from depressing or serious news stories. I noticed at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, I talked about it every day for almost three weeks straight. And I saw a dip in my numbers, my daily subscribers, my daily downloads. And I got away from it because I learned that you guys want to break from the news media. 
that's all doom and gloom on a daily basis. You guys just want to get lost. You don't want to think about your own personal problems and the problems that are facing this country. So I've stayed away from it. I, I've tried my best. If you've noticed, I'm talking more personal stories, talking about my life as much as I can, because I don't have a lot of present day experiences because of this goddamn pandemic. And I don't want you guys to think that I'm overblowing this pandemic. I know if I got it, I would most likely be okay. Who knows? It's a crapshoot. And I got to be safe because my parents are in their mid 70s, both have underlying health conditions. And I'm not going to take that chance with my mental capacity. And I'm not talking about intelligence. I'm talking about mental illness, yo. I couldn't handle if I ended up getting infected and I brought it home and my parents died from that. Holy fuck. If I thought things were bad before that morning, I tried to hurt myself. I can't even imagine what I would do if I was the cause of my parents getting the coronavirus and then dying. It would not be good, people. But I've been trying to stay away from all of that stuff. But this is a story I got to talk about because it's sad. It is one of the worst stories that I've heard this year. And there's a lot of fucked up shit that has happened in 2020. But for you fuckers on my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of my social media, you guys need to fuck off because you guys are trying to make this death, this murder of Cannon, the five-year-old up in North Carolina that was killed by his neighbor. I'm not going to comment and I'm not going to give you my opinion until you hear this story in case you haven't heard it, but you're not going to like it. I know my opinion is going to piss a lot of people off and I'm probably going to lose subscribers, but this is one of those stories that has become bigger and it's become bigger. It is sad as hell and people need to be up in arms. But you guys are up in arms about the wrong thing. And I don't want to comment anymore until you hear this story about Cannon, the five-year-old up in North Carolina that was shot in the head in front of his siblings by their next door neighbor. We're just playing in the yard like any other day. Cannon had gone to church Sunday morning with his dad and sister. Everybody there just loved Cannon. And Cannon just loved riding his bike as he was doing Sunday evening in his dad's front yard on Archer's Road. His two sisters there with him. His dad, Austin Hennett, was inside when he heard the gunshot. I just scooped him up in my arms and held him and held him and I screamed. And I'm not a parent. And I'm pretty sure I'll never be a parent, but I cannot imagine what a mother or father has to go through. You're never supposed to bury your children and for it to happen this way. I don't know if I could handle it. I think I would literally spontaneous combust from all the grief. This is just too sad and bums me the fuck out. Somebody help me play Please help me save my son. God, save my son, please. Never mind. This is good. This is not the time or place for me to talk about religion. If religion helps this man out, have at it, man. I support it. If it helps you, I believe in God. 
Wink, wink. Pennant looked up and saw his neighbor in the yard next door, gun in hand, pacing frantically. Pay attention to what that reporter just said, and I'll come back to it. I, I was looking at him as I was picking up Cannon, and I was so full of rage, but I couldn't leave my son's side. I just wanted to be with my son. Pennant's fiance called 911. He says his neighbor, 25-year-old Darius Sessoms, who lived with his parents, soon drove away. Police arrested Sessoms the next day, charging him with murder. I'm sorry, but why did it take the next day to be able to find this asshole? This guy should have been caught immediately. The kid saw it, the father saw it, because the dude had the gun in his hand. Can you explain why? And I'm sorry, I don't want you guys to think that I'm bashing the cops. But God damn it, these people need to be off the streets immediately. But at least they caught him within 24 hours. He would shoot your five-year-old boy. I have no idea why he would kill my son in front of his two sisters, his cousins. No idea. Just the night before, Hennett says he had Sessoms over for supper. They sat on the porch, drank a beer together. Like I said before, pay attention to what the reporter says. There's either two things that happen, and I'll get to them in just a few seconds. Because so, there was never anything between me and him, any bad blood whatsoever for him to have a reason to do this. But those last moments with Cannon, unimaginable. I can't imagine what it's like to hold your son while he's suffering from a gunshot wound to the head as his blood run down my arm. Motherfucker. And that's just not a blatant shock jock type thing to say, just a curse. But my God, I cannot even imagine what that guy is going through right now, the way he explained it, especially with that blood and everything running down his arm and all over his body. I would have stayed away from this story if it wasn't for social media. But you guys out there that are trying to politicize this story, it's sad. It's tragic. I'm not trying to take away from it, but for you people out there that are trying to compare George Floyd to Cannon, the five-year-old that was murdered by his neighbor. And you know what I've not mentioned one single time in the story didn't mention? The neighbor is African-American. For you people that are up in arms and wondering why Cannon's name isn't out there, you're wondering why people aren't taking the streets and protesting in the name of Cannon. I'm just going to say it right now, but you people are the most racist motherfuckers that I've ever seen. And I am tempted. There's been some that I have unfollowed on Twitter and Facebook. But for you to politicize the death of an innocent five-year-old. And the reason why you're politicizing it is because the neighbor was black. For one, George Floyd was killed by police officers, law enforcement, the people that are supposed to protect and serve. Yes, he was a criminal. Yes, 
He broke a lot of laws in the past. Yes, he broke the law this time, and maybe he was resisting. I've seen the tape. It seemed like a scared dude. I'm not denying that he was fighting the cops. The cops had to do what they had to do because those cops want to go home at night just as well. But did George Floyd, after he had handcuffs on, you do not deserve to be a police officer if you can't control somebody that is in handcuffs. Do you recall earlier when I was playing the news audio when the reporter said the guy was out there pacing back and forth nervously? Sounds like somebody battling mental illness. I'm not giving it or making it an excuse. But why is this about race? That guy was a normal citizen battling mental illness. And I'll give you another fact. Do you remember in the report where the father of Cannon, the kid that was brutally murdered by this dude, that dude was drinking and hanging out with Cannon's father. There could be two things. The father is not telling the truth and maybe he owed a debt to the other guy. That's just speculation. But for you to be able to hang out with a guy and drink with him and party and have a good time and then the next day you blow his five-year-old son's head out, that sounds like a motherfucking crazy person. So back to what I was saying, you people that want to politicize the death of Cannon, yes, people should be talking about it. You know, all you people that want to post that meme of cannon on his tricycle which is kind of fucked up in my opinion that kid should not be used as a meme for you to try to help your political gain out it makes you a fucking scumbag because you can't compare the two and for you guys to say that the news media hasn't talked about it you guys only watch a couple of different stations, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. And for the Fox News people that are posting those memes and bitching and up in arms about Canon, why aren't people talking about Canon? Uh, I'll go on a Google search the day after everybody was talking about it. That's why America is in so much trouble. Because you guys don't do your own research. You see shit on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and you take it as the gospel. And you guys do the same exact thing with all the 24-hour news channels. That is not news. That is talk radio, opinionated news on TV. I'm just telling you how I feel. I know I'm going to lose a lot of subscribers and shit, but I really don't give a damn. I don't because I see what you guys are doing and it's not fair. You guys are just as bad as the neighbor that pulled the trigger because he killed the kid. That kid is dead and gone. It's sad as hell. But you guys are killing all the good things that everybody remembers about Canon because you're politicizing it because you want to see your reality TV star get reelected. This is going to take some heat off of him because of all the social unrest in the George Floyd situation. You're killing Canon's image and what's left of his soul. And I'm sorry I got serious at the end of this show. I want to hear your opinion. I want to hear it even if it's the 
opposite of mine, I will play it no matter how bad it makes me look. I want to hear from you. You can leave me a voicemail 407-270-3044. Once again, that is 407-270-3044. I'd love to hear from you guys. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Hope you guys are safe and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents Show Voiceover Services brought to you by JCVoiceOverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?